and welcome to HX Gin Radio. My name is Natanya and I'm thrilled to welcome you to another episode of Tales of the Surveyor, a podcast that brings stories of surveyors into the spotlight, from feats in the field to behind-the-scenes technology development and much more. On today's episode, I have the honor of interviewing a surveying service provider from Slovenia who proudly claims geodesy is his life. This passionate surveyor's name is Bosjan Hrovat, and in this episode we will learn about some of the most memorable surveying jobs he's had the pleasure of doing in his career, the equipment that drives his business forward, and his philosophy on what it takes to be a good surveyor. So, let's jump into the interview. Bosjan, welcome to HX10 Radio. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, hello, and uh, I'm pleasure to invite yeah, thank you, Bosjan. You are a passionate surveyor. That's what you told me. Um, you've been surveying for 17 years now, and you have a company, uh, Chiwetika. So I would love to hear from you, Bosjan. How did you get into surveying? And also tell us a bit more about your company. Um, what are the services that you're providing? Okay, uh, well, when I was a child, I already knew that I wanted to do a dynamic work, work with people, and if possible in the nature. So I started in the secondary school of land surveying, surveying and then faculty and civil and geodetic engineering in Ljubljana, where I graduated in, t- in 2006 and became an engineer of geodesy. Shortly after, after my first job, I decided to start with my own company, Geoetica. In my company, I provided service in the field of catastrophe, topographic measurement and engineering geodesy. Very nice. So you already knew from a child that you wanted to do something, um, yeah, as you said, dynamic. Uh, would you say you love the nature? Do you like to be in the nature? Yes, of course. <laughs> All the time. Of course, yeah. You have to be at the surveyor, right? You have to love it. Um, you said of yourself, so when we talked first, you said of yourself that you're a perfectionist and others even describe you as ultra precise. Do you think those are must-have traits uh, for a surveyor? No. In my opinion, being a perfectionist and ultra precise in these days, it's a duty that can limit you. Uh, in my opinion, it's more important for a surveyor to be responsible, patient, and to be systematic in building a knowledge base. So would you say that you are like constantly learning and trying to advance yourself in order to be the best surveyor possible? Yes, that's it. That's what I mean. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you talk about systematic, so being systematic as a surveyor, can you maybe elaborate more on that? What do you mean by being systematic when you're surveying? To go step by step when you... Uh, learn something new you must write in the head and when you need something similar then you go back and use that you learned before and uh, that is the most important in the surveying work mm-hmm. so it's really about learning new new skills and realizing maybe have a new realization and then making sure that as you go to the next project you apply it there as well and you grow as you as you move. Yeah, with growing cares, of course. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
So um, you, of course, uh, use use technology also to be at, to like to advance to advance uh, like in a systematic way. And I'd love to hear from you. What was your very first equipment, very first surveying equipment that you owned? The, the first product of surveying equipment was a smart station, a manual the bell station with a GNSA antenna on the top. And I used this uh, complet uh, uh, for uh, quite a long time. Nice, nice. So was that like, uh, um, or like, what was the main activities? What was, what were the, the main services you provided with that type of uh, equipment? Uh, the, the job for in cadaster uh, oh. and topographic uh, measurements. Were there any other uh, pieces of equipment you have owned over the time? No, uh, just this. This one has been very faithful to you then. But today you you no longer use uh, the smart station. You have other uh, equipment. So tell us a bit more about um, the equipment you're using today. Today I mostly work with uh, TS13 uh, robotic tile station and GS18 ERTK rover. Uh, what about you know the manual tool state? You've, before you were working with a manual tool station. The TS13 is a robotic tool station. Um, what are the differences in your workflow since you've uh, changed from manual to robotic tool station? Uh, workflow has changed dramatically with the use of these devices. The speed and quality of the measure has increased uh, significantly. Uh, all the field work I can do by myself. Uh, the most important thing uh, is that the collected data is complete. And there are no data issues, which uh, were quite frequent in the previous classic way of work. Wow, yeah, that is a big change. It's nice to hear that you were able to make this, this big step, this big move forward. Um, are you able to provide new services now that you have the new equipment or um, is maybe your, your, the services that you're providing um, more, more safe, accurate or efficient? I mean, you already talked a bit about it now. Um, but yeah, tell us a bit more about uh, the positive consequences of, of making this investment. Thanks to the new equipment, I'm much more efficient in doing all the measurement. Thanks to the tool compensation and the possibility of determining the coordinates from the images of the GS18E R2K rover, I can do work much faster. As well, I can determine the coordinates of previously inaccessible points. In the case of road measurement, I do my work even more safely. Uh, with the new equipment, the accuracy of the captured data has increased as the operation operator is located and the entry point of data capture. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm happy to hear that you're safer. Um, survey can be uh, quite a dangerous, uh, a dangerous um, trade, a dangerous job to do. Um, for all our listeners, absolutely listen to our previous episodes uh, where another surveyor talked about the danger in, in, in surveying. Um, so, Boschet, I'm happy to hear that you are safe. And Boschet, we all know that new, equip new equipment means investment. So, 
do you know how long did it take you more or less to get your return on investment for the TS13 and the GS89? Oh, yes, so the investment is going uh, to return in two years. That's nice to hear. And would you also say besides the efficiency, the accuracy, the return investment, is work nicer for you? Are you more like uh, enjoying your work more as you're out in the field? Uh, it's a pleasure to work uh, with uh, these uh, devices. I'm happy to hear that. What What is making your work um, nicer? What is making your work more pleasant as you're as uh, as you're working with the new equipment? To be faster, uh, to do alone, to do without other uh, people who don't uh, have a time. Sometimes uh, I work when I want to work. And that's the uh, advantage for me. Well, Wushin, you told me that geodesy is your life. Surveyors are just such uh, passionate people and you definitely are a passionate surveyor. But the sad thing is actually that a lot of people don't even know surveying that, uh, that well. Can you tell me what project have you worked on that people might be surprised required uh, the skills of a surveyor? I measure the parallelism of rural during the shutdown in the paper mill, establishment of a geodetic control network for the needs of carrying out the measurement during the archaeological work. Every time I go on the street, somebody come uh, over me and ask, okay, Bustian, I need something to measure, and I go. <laughs> Uh, so you go wherever you're needed, basically. Of course, every day if I go on street. Oh, really? Every day if you walk around, ever people come up to you and tell, like, Bostian, we need you. We need a surveyor. We need, and uh, uh, one or two times a day, uh, this happening. Wow, wow. You are really a sought-after surveyor. I'm nothing to hear that. Um, I'm curious, can you tell us a bit more about um, about the applications you were just describing. So the first one was in a paper company, or can you describe this a bit more? When they stop uh, the machine, the rollers are not parallel. And then approximately they set, and then can geodid surveyor and set both sides of the roller in the, in the right position. So basically you you had to align the rollers so that the paper was uh, was created in the in the correct manner. Do you have other other stories, other applications or memorable projects that you were a part of as a surveyor? My most unusual funny project was that I precisely measured a 1000 meter road for an old man, a passionate cyclist. Since the section of the road was not completely flat, I had to mark a line for him along the road, along which he drives to cover exactly 1,000 meters. The man hired me to measure a road because it bothered him. The different type of bicycle uh, computer him, uh, uh, different, uh, give him different results. The measured distance helped him to set up all his computer uh, cycling computer ah uh, okay got it so the man really wanted to know what is the distance that he was driving and 
he needed to your survey skills to adjust to his bicycling computers. That is a very funny, a very funny application for a surveyor. See, we need surveyors everywhere in life, and I'm happy, Bastian, that you are a part of uh, your community and you're giving your surveying services to, um, yeah, to all these people. But I mean, sadly, in a lot of places we are lacking surveyors. How is it in Slovenia? Um, do you have enough surveyors? According to my opinion, uh, currently we have shortage of surveyors in Slovenia. Some of students finished uh, the study, even they are not interested in this area. Uh, therefore, they find job opportunities in the other segment. But those who started in uh, surveying companies, it takes time to become an independent worker. The experienced surveyor are not very interested in the field of catastra because this field is full of bureaucracy. And you are doing catastra and you also are a father of two. Do you think that your children are going to follow your footsteps? <laughs> Maybe, but my two kids are young and still uh, exploring their talents. I will definitely not push them to follow my stead. They must uh, explore their talents. Well, let's see what their future brings. I'm also interested to hear from you, Boshan. What do you think that the future of surveying is going to bring? Because we have this shortage. We have this shortage of surveyors. We have new technology. We have the surveying industry um, evolving. So, what is your prediction? Uh, where is the surveying industry heading? Uh, the future of surveying is in the automation and robotics. That's it. Uh, the surveyor will be less and less occupied with the field work. Due to the state of the machinery and equipment, the prime role of the surveyor will be definitely changed in the upcoming years. The specific service that are regulated by the law will be further provided by surveyors. Other services will be covered by younger generation of all professions. Younger generations understand technology better than majority of surveyors. So the surveyor is basically going to be more the, the, the data specialist, the, uh, the person who is really uh, using the data, understanding the data and applying the data that is being generated by the technology, right? And as you very rightly said, there is still some very important uh, applications where even by law, you need a surveyor, you need um, the precise eye and the skills of the surveyor himself. And there, of course, we are probably never going to miss a surveyor, even if the future changes. Yes. So, um, yeah, you already said it. The technology will adapt. It's going to be even more advanced. There's going to be more uh, automation and the t technology will have to adapt to future, future, uh, the future environment to changes, but hopefully also drive change. So I would love to hear from you. Um, what techno technological advances do you see in the future? What would you like to see in the future in terms of surveying technology development? I will be very fascinated if the similar device to a rower will be development in the future, which should be used also in the forest where is no satellite visibility, and it could enable determine the coordinate in the national coordinate system in real time with one or two centimeter accuracy. This would eliminate a time-consuming 
classical measurement. Yeah, I mean, I guess we all, every surveyor dream of the rover that does need a satellite actually to give us the position, right? <laughs> or that gets the signal somewhere um, through the wall. Yeah. Well, closing, uh, one last question for you. Boshian, if someone is thinking about uh, becoming a surveyor, what would you say? Why should he or uh, why should she or he become a surveyor? What is it that makes you so passionate about surveying in geodesy? If you are the people who love the nature, love the modern equipment and the progress, join the surveyor. Yes, one beautiful, perfect uh, words to close our podcast. Boshian, thank you very much for sharing your passion for surveying with us to give us insight into your life as surveyor. And I wish you all the best on, on your journey and a lot of happy surveys. Okay, thank you for inviting me. <laughs> we appreciate your time today. Again, thank you for joining us. To our listeners, you can learn more and tune in to more Hexagon Radio episodes on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Or visit hexagonspotlight.com for more stories from Hexagon. Thank you for listening and hopefully see you soon.